High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Wow, so incredible news, absolutely incredible news about Prigozhin. Well, if that is true or not, it certainly seems to be, um, although the Daily Mail, a couple of other places, talking about the fact that a few people have traveled around on his name, on Yev, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, but, uh, and his, and in fact, he's, he's uh, emerged from the dead once before. So is this a Where's Wally situation? Is he really, is he really know more shouldn't be a surprise but let's try and get a little bit of sense around it. professor abel Esterhase, a military expert a very good morning thank you for joining us how are you good morning howard no no complaints brilliant so so this is certainly is out of the russian out of putin's playbook isn't it absolutely i mean this is what we've seen uh in the last more than a year unfolding in russia if you disagree with government well stay away from the third floor of buildings uh, and windows in particular, but mm. this was an interesting case of dealing with the Prigozhin uh, case, and it was sort of expected, uh, was it not? Mm. I mean, um, him walking away from what he had done uh, in June um, was almost uh, against the Russian strategic culture, but not to be punished for for what he have done. Um, so, in a way, that this was predictable, this was expected, uh, and this is in line with uh, with Russian strategic culture at at the moment. But wasn't that a bit weird? Even that that they had this coup that lasted a very short period or attempted coup. They get within a very short distance of Moscow. Everybody thinks it's... And then suddenly it ends. They meet. Something went on there that that we maybe we'll never know. But what what was it that that suddenly whipped the air out of, of those sails? Well, you know, it it was a case of he's a very close confidant of of Putin. One has to say that, and of course, he's always been very cautious in his critique of of Putin, um, and um, he has also projected his little coup. I want to say, um, uh, not against Putin, but against the military for not supplying Wagner with the logistics that it. Uh, was needed, that was needed and, and that he, in his opinion, thought they, they are entitled to and they need to have on the battlefield to do what is required. So, uh, one, one got the idea that he almost got away with that, if I can put it mm, like that, mm. that, that, that was sort of because he's a close confidant and because he's never, and I've always been very, very cautious in criticizing Putin, um, he was sort of um, guaranteed a free pass, if I can put it like that. Um, but now it seems that that to be not the case. And I mean, here, this, if we ha- if we have to believe, and if one has has to believe the the, uh, the the evidence and the circumstantial evidence, it seems as if this was done in a in a very harsh manner, not only taking him out but also taking out the second-in-command of Wagner. In, in, in many ways, the whole command group that was traveling with Prigozhin on, on the aircraft. And it was done uh, from within Russia with uh, an anti-aircraft um, 
device. So this this was really a, a uh, an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, isn't it that a surprise in of itself that the whole Wagner Group was, or, or the leadership of the Wagner Group was traveling together on one flight? I would have thought that that is not prudent to do. Well, th- that's that's normally the case in in you know for the top and strategic leadership of a country would normally be be very cautious in in doing that. Mm. But yeah, um, you know, that also tells us something about the confidence of uh, the Wagner Group okay. and, and how they operate uh, almost with impunity, um, that uh, they in a way thought themselves to be untouchable uh, in, a, in, a, in a way. So um, yeah, but, but you know, culture is as culture does. Um, and, and this is precisely what we have seen in Russia uh, unfolding in the last year, and it's no surprise uh, that it was done, that it was done in the way that it was done. Um, so, yeah, uh, really interesting um, and not really unexpected. No. What is likely to happen to the Wagner Group now? I mean, there's been talk of them marching on Moscow, which, again, this whole mercenaries marching I find a bit odd. But well, uh, what is likely, I mean, without leadership, do they do they continue to exist? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, we have seen two things un- unfolding since uh, the coup. The one was a, a, an effort to integrate them into the bigger Russian military to make them part of the Russian army. That was the first mm. sort of um, process that, that unfolded. And, of course, the second was, because this is where Putin actually needed them, was to to redeploy them into Africa and other places where they have actually been uh, operating uh, for the last almost 10 years and to do what they have uh, actually been created to do. And so um, this, I think, is going to perhaps, um, you know, going to happen to them, somebody will take over their operations in the rest of the world and within Russia they will be integrated into into the broader military. It will be interesting to see who's stepping forward. You know, this is not a this is not a strategic um, entity that is uh, operating on business principles uh, alone. It is one has to accept and one has to understand that it is operating as an extension of the Russian uh, intelligence uh, apparatus. And mm-hmm. so it will be interesting to see who Putin now sort of redeploy to to take the leadership of Wagner because there's a close relationship between Wagner mm-hmm. and the, the uh, security and the intelligence apparatus in in Russia they have mm, they are mm. a creation of yes. the intelligence apparatus and and so it'll be interesting to see who Putin now redeploys to to yeah. take what's, the, what's, the lead what's fascinating to me is i know that this is meant to indicate Strength into from Putin because you you go up against him and uh, you will face the consequences. But to some extent, doesn't this f- show further weakness in terms of Putin because he's definitely fighting the fighting insurrection from within, and this is just another example of that. Oh, I have no doubt about that. He's 
he seems to be quite nervous. He's dealing in a very, very ruthless way with anybody from within that is just thinking about standing up to, to him and challenging his, his authority. And I have no doubt uh, in my mind that this is showing uh, as much weakness as it is showing strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, you know, typical of dictatorial regimes. He is uh, he's no different than any other dictatorial regime in, in the world that we have seen throughout history. Um, and, yeah, this is in a way expected. Uh, this is typical of dictatorial regimes, and they're always vulnerable. Let's be honest about that. Uh, well, if you leave in, that in most cases, yeah. the, the vulnerability of dictatorial regimes uh, is always on, on the inside and, and not on the outside. In, in fact, one of their strategies to deal with vulnerability from the inside is to create a, a problem outside, to take the attention away right, from absolutely. the problems inside. Absolutely. Um, and and this, is, this is precisely what we have seen, I think, in, in the case of Putin over the last uh, year. Um, and now, you know, the war is not really perceived uh, proceeding in the way that he expected and, and, and that he thought it ought to proceed. And, um, and you know, he's, he's becoming increasingly vulnerable. He's coming under pressure because of how, um, how the war is also uh, progressing and unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ukraine is not necessarily winning, but... As long well, as they've, certainly, can, they've certainly held their own for the last. Uh, as surprisingly, I don't think anybody ever would have assumed that Ukraine would have that, withstood. That's the case with, yeah. with Ukraine at the moment. They they just shouldn't shouldn't lose. The longer they hold on, as long as they as they're not losing, they're winning. Absolutely, Professor. We do need to leave it there. We need to go to headlines. Professor Abel Esterhuis, military expert. A really fascinating conversation.